My name is Darlene Burns. I am the author of two self-published books. First one is Midnight Comes with the Dawn. The second one is Alex Races Against the Dawn. And I am on the motherfucking podcast. What up, crew members? The motherfucking pod is presented by Double HQ Hustle Headquarters and sponsored by Culture Crew. Luxury for the culture. And visit our website, become a crew member, become a patron, and sign up for exclusive content, merch, and more. Go to themfnpod.com. That's the motherfucking pod.com. So the word motherfucker is a noun. It describes a person, place, or thing. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Special feature episode of the motherfucking podcast. Right now, you are live in the building with the Thick Eye Bandit, and I'm kicking it with my dog, the Rosclaw Bumbaclaw Jamaican, you know, Beanie Man, aka Mr. Headquarters. What a TI is, homie. Bumbaclaw, you Hey, man, we back at it again uh, for some reason. The world wants to see us prosper, and we keep coming with them hits. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this time, uh, headquarters, tell them who we got in the lab with us on today. All right, so we have uh, another author in today, but not just any author. We have a horror writer. Boom! Um, from the West. <laughs> Straight out the West Coast. She gonna scare the oh, shit out of you. You know what I'm saying? Representing the West Side. So, <laughs> making sure we have in touch today, we have writer of the vampire series, Darlene Burns. Uh oh. What it do? What it do? What it do? <laughs> hello, hello, hello. <laughs> What's up, Darlene? Going on. Good morning. Rise and shine all the way out in LA. <laughs> well, actually, I'm in New Jersey. Okay. It's a long story, long way around. Okay. So I'm on the other side. Okay, you're on the east Representing. coast. Representing. Representing. Okay. Okay. So what's popping out in Jersey this morning? Nothing. There's nothing going on. Out here. <laughs> uh, it's a little gray. Uh, it's a little cold. <laughs> a little gray. See, the weather is and... like a, a major shock for her. She's like, oh, "What the fuck? This is how y'all live." Well. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I will say, um, because I've lived out in the East Coast um, periodically through my life, I love the weather out here. I love fall. I love the autumnness, if you will. You like the colors changing and all, all that. that all that. Uh, yeah. What I don't like. Dark, gloomy nights. Yeah. What I don't <laughs> like is the tailgating here. So that's a whole nother subject and a whole nother show we can talk about that. Ooh, but, uh, oh, I, I, just just, just right quick, Ooh. just hold up, mm-hmm. hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, <laughs> yeah. hold up, hold up, yeah. hold up. Yeah. Okay, so you said tailgating. Yes. Now, I know we're speaking on football. We are now, not speaking on football. Oh, we are okay. speaking on traffic. Football's, oh, okay. No, no, All right. no the, the fans I, I hear. I'm, I'm about to get excited. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't, 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 don't. So the fans that are out here, they're real dedicated. It's all about that green out here. Right, and right. That's wonderful. I ain't with that team. I'm I'm all the way Los Angeles Rams. Thank you very much. You know we're gonna fight at the end of the show, right? 
That's okay. Because uh, okay, I, I have followed right. the LA Rams to St. Louis and back home, so it's okay. Because you see, um, both of us are uh, New Orleans Saints fans, and uh-huh. uh, we yeah, got a bone to pick I, with you. I've seen that. It makes so much sense now because she's been <laughs> mighty damn silent about this till very now. Till now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't make me start. Yeah, we got, we got, we got, we got, some, we got a bone to pick with you. Y'all stole a Super Bowl. So much from sense me. now. So much. Stolen. Right. Stolen. Stole. That's, that's a strong word, right? Armed here. robbery. Guns. Okay. All right. So we going this morning. You, okay. And you and Caught you at knew the crime scene too. And you knew. Wow. You knew. <laughs> we got Rodney King. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. The cop was saying, "Yeah, I did that shit <laughs> at home." Can, can we all can we all just get along? No, <laughs> that shit hurt. It's all right. Dust yourself up. Get back up. Try again. You can, you can do it. You can do it. Anyway. <laughs> See, I hear that hurt in his throat. And it's cool. I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt. I got scar- <laughs> look. I'm scarred. I'm sorry. I'm started it. It's the move it along part of the show. <laughs> <Tiny home. laughs> we can be here all day. Yeah, bro. I'm, 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 I'm still, I'm still, I still got a little twitch from that. Little, little yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, since we talked about, you know, we talked about your books that you wrote, the vampire series, uh, the yes. vampire plague series, uh, and listeners about out there a little bit about your book. So my vampire world, um, I really wanted to take a different approach. Well, first put um, people of color at the forefront. So my characters are all, uh, they're multifaceted, but they're also diverse. Um, and I wanted to represent more female empowerment. Now, I know I say that uh, regarding creatures who pretty much don't care too much about you. But uh, <laughs> but what was important to me was the face of a female um, in the traditional vampire story. The man, no, no shade, uh, has always been um, a character who had the women on the side as sidelines, as side pieces. And I wanted to turn that on its head. And so the female runs the show and the her nest or her her crew. Uh, it's made up of six other women or six other uh, vampires. Um, and there's a little bit of uniqueness with each, every, with every uh, vampire that she has um, close to her, which is the main character. Her name is Midnight. I'm sorry about that. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about Midnight. Because Midnight is, the, is, a, is a major character, right? That's my baby. No. Um, <laughs> Midnight um, was kind of created um, from different people that I had in in my life. Strong women, of course. Um, She was once a queen. Um, She was raised by her father. I didn't want to make it too tragic, but she did. Her mother died in childbirth and her father pretty much raised her until he passed away before she went into her her reign over her um, kingdom. Um, Midnight's uh, birth name is Katrina Batten, and she was not to be played with. I wanted to kind of yeah, replicate her. Katrina, shit. <laughs> you know, come through, messing stuff up. Hey, damn. Uh, well, damn. Moving. We're not doing this moving. this morning. <laughs> move some stuff. You're going to relocate some stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I wanted to kind of 
mirror Cleopatra ish a little bit um, on on her power because she's known in her region, like she's known to be very powerful in in what she does. Um, but I wanted to bring also vulnerability to her character, and um, I'm hoping I accomplish that um, with how I wrote her. Now, what what was the motivation as far as getting in, into the horror genre as far as writing? What were some of your biggest influences growing up to allow you to, or to to give you the motivation to write in, in, in that way? So um, my mother started me on really reading books outside the school curriculum because I grew up in a time where we had school libraries and you had a book for due almost every week. It was just like, what? Every Friday? Okay. So um, my... Uh, the person I really, really gravitated to was Stephen King, um, just because of how his characters were um, and how I, well, anybody who reads his work, you can pretty much imagine what those characters might look like. And so he wasn't as descriptive as I think I have been, but I definitely got a taste of what horror meant or what that situation made you feel like when you read those words. Um, I also read Dean Koontz. Um, there are quite a few other authors that were in the horror genre, but Stephen King was like my major go-to. I wanted to be the female version of that. <laughs> okay. Now, what? Now, what favorite Stephen King book that was actually adapted to film that you actually like? Uh, Pet Cemetery. No question. Like number that. One? Literally, uh, number one, without question. Yeah. It, it kept me up. Like it. I was afraid to turn the page for fear of what was on the next page. Like. For real, for real. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So of a book that I am not looking at anything hey. visual on TV, this strictly just was in my imagination and his words. And I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> now we I think all three of us seen Pet Cemetery before, right? Yes. So Darlene, why don't you give us a setup of Pet Cemetery as a fan as somebody has never seen Pet Cemetery? Uh how crazy this fucking movie is. Um, it's really about boundaries. It's about understanding um, and respecting a, a place where you're unfamiliar with. I think it's a, a story of also a connection to spirits, uh, a family who moves into this very small town, a doctor who moves his family, relocates in this particular location where he gets the doctor buys his house in about approximate proximity of about a mile there is a pet cemetery where all of the town uh pets have gone and been buried real calm real cool everybody you know has lost a pet but they kind of gave it you know its own cemetery right. uh but behind that is a little bit more of a sacred ground and uh, that ground is not was not ever to be uh, lived on, cultivated on. <laughs> Nothing was supposed to, because uh, quote unquote, the soil is. Uh, is I was, I was, well, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this. Movie, you already know it's gonna be a horror movie. Like, who has a pet cemetery in the first place? <laughs> right. It's 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 the it's the land beyond that. It's an Light it's people. a. Right, right. Now. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's the it's the whole, you know, Indian burial ground. Well, yeah, Native American and and so the, right. the ground is, is soil. And so anybody who puts anything up there that comes back, it's not 
going to be what you think it is. Well, well, how how have you kind of took some of Stephen King's um, material and kind of made it into your book, particularly the first book that's coming out? Because we're going to get to that in a second. How does that pertain to you, uh, some of your work that you've done? So the setup of each book is from the perspective of the main characters. So the first book is from Midnight's Eyes. Mm-hmm. So during the plague, she's going to give you her background. And I go back and forth in past. So I start you off with current times with her, which is in the very end of the plague, uh, where they're trying to find a cure because the plague that's going on that's uh, killing humans is also able to kill vampires. Uh, and she is going to try, she's going to tell you the story from her eyes uh, along the way. And then, but you also get her background and what and how she became a vampire and what happened uh, after that. Um, so each book will have that perspective of a different vampire in their interpretation of what happened to them when they turned, and then you get the life before them and their viewpoint of what it looks what the bit what the plague look like looks like from their eyes. Kind of sounds similar to what's going on today. <clears throat> oh yeah. I know a lot of a lot of regular people and vampires who have been uh <laughs> who've been, <laughs> who've been seeing this this horrible plague. A close person. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now let me allow me to ask you this. As far as as far as the book is concerned, um the time to put into the the writing of the book, how how much uh sweat equity have we put into <laughs> into producing this uh this book? Well, it's a labor of love, but it is labor. And so when you're trying to come up with different voices and different personalities, uh, it's it's time consuming because of the, the amount of characters that I have. So I have to try to make sure that they dif- differentiate, dif- differentiate, good Lord, uh, in their voice and who they are. Um, the first book took me seven months to write, like consecutively, because I had the time to do that. The second book um, took me much longer. It took me almost like a year to do um, because of not just what was going on in my life personally, but also because Alex uh, is from, she's she was born on, on a plantation. So she's actually a runaway slave. So I kind of wanted to do my due diligence with her and be kind of more sensitive to um, that period of time. I didn't really dwell on it so much but it's it does get a little very dark very early but it transcends up and she does get her due justice i have to make her triumph honey she's you know we're not gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) but um but the next consecutive books i want to try to have more of a time limit on myself because i know i can get stuff done it's just now that i'm i'm a little bit busier um that it's going to take a little bit more time but yeah it takes a good amount of time. Now, now that was the main book. The first book is coming out, uh, was already released, the main book. Mm-hmm. Now, we also have uh, your audio book is coming out. And <laughs> it's going to bring a different layer to your, to your book. So I think uh, I love the idea of that because I think the fact of being able to now hear the book being read to you if you're especially if you're a fan of the first of the book itself, 
just being able to read the, the the characters come to life. Now being able to hear somebody read that to you in a in a, in a nice, cool way, I think right. will really bring out the uh, the tone of the book. Yes, because your book is uh, <laughs> you're a fan <laughs> of characters. <laughs> Don't get too attached too much, right? But kind of game, to... game of Thrones, if you will. No, no, no! Don't fall in love now. <laughs> One minute you here, <laughs> next minute you gone. All right. But uh, love you though, love you. Love you play you cousin. All right. Though. Like we was talking about with Midnight, you know, uh, the 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 whole cast of characters is pretty good. I like mm-hmm. the character Jackie is another one, who's a good character. Um. Uh, there's some other characters we don't want to mention to give away too much, but right. But you have a nice amount of characters. Also, you mentioned Alex, who's also the the figure point of, of the second book. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, which one is your favorite character of the entire series? Oh wow! I mean, I know they're all your your babies and all. And they all, are. But um, if I had to really <laughs> narrow it down, yeah. If I had to favorite, yeah. Um. I'm going to take Midnight out because she's always going to be Midnight. close to my heart. I, yeah, I'm going to take her out. I think if I had to choose between Alex and Iva, Iva, I would lean more towards because of how rambunctious she is and how comical she is. But she also can get serious very quickly. and She's very much in command of who she is um, because I'm not female-centered and that's what Alex is. I mean, a uh, masculine-centered. Um, that's who Alex is. So I I don't identify with her in that way. But I, I'm leaning towards Ivy because she's more of like I'm a, I can be a clown, I can be a fool at any moment. And I and I loved creating her and the conflict that she kind of brings because she is so out in the open of who she is and unashamedly like, uh, you gonna deal with me and that's just you you gonna you gonna like it or not. I don't care, you know. Now speaking of your characters individually you know whenever you're in the creative process i know you probably take bits and pieces of your own personality traits and invoke them into your characters now during the creative process you know where would you say you would find your characters would it be on a random occurrence or is it something that uh you you uh, a point in time in your life where you can reflect on and, and pull back and say you know what this this can probably be the basis of why I developed this particular character from take us through the creative process when you go on to develop into your characters yeah so um I do an outline first I have to have some sort of a guide to go always reference back so thank you for that question um because it gives me a point to kind of look at my notes and and kind of stay me within those guidelines because I could go off into this whole different tangent and I and it won't keep you know, in alignment with what I'm trying to convey. Um, yes, absolutely. Like, so Midnight is, now I won't say a replica of my mom, but she has uh, a lot of traits of my mom. <laughs> and so, and the regalness is what I really wanted to take from my mom and, um, and the embodied who she is and how she comes into a room and she, she, she commands the room. Like, she's not playing with you. And I wanted that to kind of stand out in Midnight's personality. Um, Alex, there is somebody um, who I met and who they're in kind of, their personality was really like, that's intriguing. That that seems like that's somebody that would kill a lot of people. Okay, so let me do that. 
Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's a hell of um, a vibe to get from somebody. <laughs> I'm just saying. If, if you look like you might be doing something, I, I'm just saying. I didn't say she did. I said she has the capability she of doing something. Your like head that. to the white meat. <laughs> Listen, leaving you with stitches. Like I'm not playing with you today. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Each character, uh, either I've known someone, or I've been friends with someone, or um. Like Iva is taken off of a very, very prominent LGBT figure. Um, and I absolutely, I would say almost 100%, I cultivated that character from her. Um, and it was just because I think that in horror, especially for a person of color, um, we don't always get a chance to um, give a different perspective or a different thought process. And, and sometimes people thinking that, oh, uh, we don't have commonality. Oh, actually we do. Cause we're all at the base of a human beings. And so um, that's the common thread though, that all these vampires are still trying to hold on to some shred of humanity. Um, and the plague was supposed to be, they make, it makes them anti-heroes because they really don't care, but they care about their existence. And what does that mean? So that means we got to help. Right. Save you got to for you got to forge bonds yeah. you necessarily don't want to forge, but it's for the good. Absolutely. So right. you know they have to tap into areas that were long dead and gone, but they had to reignite that connection to to uh, reach their goal, or did they? So you got to you got to read the book to find out. Audible. Make sure y'all check out her audio book coming out <laughs> October 29th on Audible. <laughs> so make sure y'all check out. Midnight Not comes edible. with the dawn. <laughs> hey, we can do Not that edible. too. Not edible. <laughs> what, uh, did you say something? Because uh, I, I can. Uh, let me make some flight arrangements. We can do that too. <laughs> audible. Not edible. <laughs> Get an edible and listen to the audio. Well, there you go. There you go. Have you a now real you good time? Why you listen to it? Oh, yeah, whatever you want. Really. <laughs> Speaking of. <laughs> Being from the left coast, being from our west, we gotta, you know, what I'm saying we, uh, headquarters and myself, we we are advocates not only just from from the from the aphrodisiac of what what marijuana can do, but also from the healing benefits and properties of marijuana. Um, are you a partaker of the medicinal? Are you a partaker of the herbs? <laughs> do you do you uh, believe in the powers of the greenery? So while I don't partake in it, I am surrounded with people who have and have done that. Um, but I did, I have to admit, the edibles were quite scrumptious and did make sure that the creative juices were flowing even after I didn't feel like writing no more. I'm oh, still, oh, I, oh six I'll to eight wait. hours. It got the hold on you. Still? Okay. All right. Let's write some stuff down. And then can I lay down and eat? Okay. <laughs> How you wrote a book in three days? I'm coming down. Now, <laughs> now you also mentioned that you're from the West Coast. Yes. So we, we can't we can't let you get up out of here without talking about you growing up, you know, where you came from. Yes. Uh, that's a that's a that's a something that you're gonna hear a lot of if you're ever in that area. You know, so yes. you're working the, walking in certain parts of town. Where you where from? you from, fool? <laughs> your mama what's that you claim uh first of all <laughs> your mama i'm sorry I don't, 
I don't <laughs> set claim anything. Certainly not that sort of hood thing. Uh, yeah. No, I go. Hey, why are you wearing there. all them colors, man? Why are you wearing all them colors? You ain't supposed to wear that color from around here. Yes, I am very eclectic in my clothing, and You're so eclectic. that's why. <laughs> So no gang banging, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely uh, neutrons around here. No, <laughs> but I can get hood with the rest of them. No, uh, so <laughs> um, I was raised um, in Los Angeles. Um, for those who are from LA, Mid Wilshire District. Um, but later on, like when I was ten, um, my dad moved me and my sisters and my mommy over to. Uh, South Central, like the very kind of like on the cusp of it. So it was Van Nuys and Slauson. Mm-hmm. For, for those of us who uh, talk about it, it's Crenshaw. I'm more closer, was close to Crenshaw and uh, Slauson. So yeah, I saw when the Slauson swap meet was really at its height. Mm-hmm. And um, the gangbangers in that area were uh, 60s Crip and we became very familiar uh, presence. Um, I didn't have the I want to say the casualties didn't start to happen till I was in high school um and then that started to move you into the crack era and that's kind of when I was going back out of South Central at that time um and going in different places and living in different places in LA and then I returned back to South Central 107th and Central in the 90s so yeah so being from being from LA uh, I know you were exposed to, I mean, just culture upon culture upon culture upon culture. Now, as far as the, as far as the, when it comes to your books, you know, mm-hmm. how much of that is particularly talking to your folks back in LA or how much of it has a, a, a real feel of being in the neighborhood? So the books um, actually are going to take place downtown. And I didn't really want to incorporate really the the enormity of the homelessness that was going on in these particular years that are in the the first and the second book. I will touch it on the next, I think I'm going to do it in the last two books. I'm not going to do it in the third book because that's going to be a whole different kind of vibe. Um, And Alex and Midnight won't really be in that book. But for the last two, I will definitely examine that because I think it's important to reflect of how far we've come from that point to where we are now, Um, because I still have family down there. I still have relatives and it's a definitely different area Um, as far as crime wise, police presence, how we're treated, how those of us that were in that community were treated, the people that that live down there. Um, It was really um, disparaging at times but I can tell you that um it kind of molded my thinking once I went outside of that um to always represent my my home no matter what because that's my that's my home that's where my family's from my kids are from there and um LA is (laughs) is very much is hyped in a different way and I think the the best depiction of what I went through was really boys in the hood. So I, that actually the movie was filmed on the block where my, uh, where I grew up that those two blocks where they filmed that. So shout out to rest in peace, John Singleton. Um, yeah, he, he really captured what was really going on. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
All right. Well, speaking of also staying on the West Coast side, you mentioned Boys in the Hood. You know, Boys in the Hood had a great sound to it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They had a great soundtrack to it. So I got to ask you. Yes. Please ask. Hip hop. <laughs> I know you're a hip hop fan. Yes. Give me some, some musical inspirations that you have had coming from the West Coast. Oh, um, and for uh, I, this probably will age me a little bit, but I'm, it's all right. It's cool. So we had a radio station called um, K-Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was 1050 k um, It was AM radio. And that's where I first heard NWA. I didn't hear anything that was remotely like what that was. Um, until they were played on that station. And that was like a big urban station in Los Angeles. Um, and then all of a sudden I heard LL Cool J and then I heard Run DMC. And then it was like, oh my God, what's going on here? It was very much an explosion. Um, but I think when West Coast rap was coming in to, to play, I think New York was had already kind of made their imprint. Mm-hmm. And I think um, because of all the different things that was going on culturally, where we were um, definitely came out through to their music. So um, we're not even going to like take the breakup of NWA because then of course we got Snoop Dogg and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Dr. Dre and um, Eric B. Rakim, but Eric B. and Rakim, Eric B. Eric B. And Rakim is from um, yeah, East Coast. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like, well, for DJ Quick was it for me. Like, as soon as I heard tonight, I was tonight like... Tonight is the night. <laughs> tonight is the night. Hey, yo, man, throw me one of them pina coladas over there. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me, can I get a little of that eight ball? Thank you so much. All right. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, that man. was a song and a half. DJ all, all day. DJ yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, that... I was I was kind of proud because I was like, okay, so we we can compete with the with the big boys. Like, okay, like we coming through when we're not playing. So, yeah. Now, um, I, I gotta ask. Um, this might be totally love. Worst book you ever read? Worst wow. book? Just something that just you know what? Like it was hyped. You know, it might be on a New York Times bestseller list. Might be one of those. Those, you know, whenever you walk into Barnes and Nobles or wherever you walk into the places that where you get utter books, trash. Just a just just ass water. Like just it was, just and, I, and I pop, and I and I know I'm making, well, not that I care. That's a good question. It's not even my genre. That's a good point. I, it's like you always hear people say great things about other books all the time. You never really hear about the <laughs> The trash. <laughs> the trash. Oh, here, what, what, what's some bullshit that you do not recommend picking up? It was a waste of your couple of hours, days, or weeks of reading this literary garbage. So, <laughs> and I and literally, let me let me let me let me let me lead with. I am not a romance novel reader. I don't do it. <laughs> what? Why are they? Oh, okay. That's what we're doing. Okay. So. The reason why I'm gonna pick I'm picking this book, Fifty Shades of Grey, is because mm. of the marketing mm. was ridiculous. Mm. It was billboards and mm. bus stop ads, and mm. I'm just like, what are we? Why? And, oh, I, let me just okay, because <laughs> we because we're not gonna talk about Twilight. We're not doing that today. <laughs> oh yeah, that was another one. God, no, 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 
No, no, no. We need another show for that. Just go stick on Fuck the Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. The first chapter, I said, why? <laughs> she was bored. She was bored. And it shows. So, finally. Finally. Amen. I, I, Thank I'm you, Lord. And then he had the audacity to put it in a movie. We're gonna adapt. We don't. We don't. We don't. We why? Well, for what? More than, we, more than one, <laughs> right? A series. We going back again. Oh, oh, I want. Hey, she probably. That's what I want to know. This little. This little beanpole must have had that fire because this it was hooked, son. I ain't lying. Spread cocaine out of the something. I don't know. I'm not in the woman's business like that. You know. I, you know. Maybe she has some stuff on him. I, I don't know. Uh, from, from but what I do it, know. She, from the looks of it, she looked like a, a soggy sandwich. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no way that I could ever say, you know what? She she looks like somebody who just really gets down and just, you know, no. 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 She, don't, she don't have that. That fire. Nothing. <laughs> right. No. You know? Lukewarm. Possibly. You know, I don't know. Like, she, a, she, like, a, like a tempered bath. Like I, I just, I'm I'm just going in to clean myself off and I'm going to get on out. Like, I'm not submerging and relaxing. Yeah, bubble no, bath. No, she's get in, get out. And I'm just, you know, that's that's what I got. So when I read part, I got through half and I said, I just closed it. I said, you know what? I'll go back to horror where I know. <laughs> she's like, this is not some realism. This is not horror. Nah. It was to me. I thought I was reading horror for a minute. Is this? Is she sure this is wrong? Well, for the wrong reason. What it says? Okay. So for the record, Miss <laughs> Darlene is Officially. not a fan of Fifty Shades of Grey, and if you take issue with her opinion, fuck you. <laughs> I wish show the middle finger all day, but I'm a lady, so I'm gonna keep it all the way. But if I could put two of them up. Yeah. It's a fuck you, respectfully. All day, <laughs> respectfully, and that is the most disrespectful way of, of yeah. <laughs> whenever you hear somebody with the respectfully. <laughs> I'm about to go in. <laughs> I just, I just, I just the thought process. Yeah, don't. I, I want to enjoy the rest of my Sunday. I don't want to have to kind of relive that. I'm gonna go watch me some football. That's yeah. Okay, I got it. Mimity. It just messed me all up. It did me an edible and football. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be all right. Okay. And, all right. And, so and and Fifty Shades of Grey. You just a horrible. Give son. us a how you feel about Matt Stafford <laughs> as the as the quarterback now over there in L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, anything better than Matt than than uh golf. Yeah, golf. Uh, oops. Okay. If we if we gonna do some comparisons, yes, I think. Um, they don't look too bad this year. Um, for someone who's an avid has an avid hatred for the uh, what's I can't get their names together. The what's Raiders. That? Sorry. The black and silver. Sorry, I started breaking out in a rash. Hold on. <laughs> oh man, the team no. formerly formerly from Oakland. 
Who's now in raggedy Vegas. Las Vegas? I, I, I just <laughs> like we gonna go from bad to worse. Oh, okay, so we're done. Oh, man. The, the defense team? No, you're not. Uh, okay, no. So yeah, thank God they got out of the state of California. I'm mad. Leave. Bye. No one's gonna miss you. Damn. And yes, I'm sure my son will listen to this and then immediately text me because he's his he's room. A Raiders fan. His room. <laughs> so you got to like, wake up every you didn't, Damn. You, didn't ha- you didn't have to go in like that. You know how I feel about the raggedy ass. Man. No good having. Probably beat they woman. Raiders. Oh, I, I, I'm just saying. Oh. Wow. <clears throat> not a fan. It's real. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Now, let, let, uh, allow me to allow me to a- also ask this: Are you a Lakers or Clippers fan by any means? Oh well, I, feel like I can't. I'm never ever ever <laughs> going to ever ever disown. Like, um, I was an AC Green fan before people were like knew AC Green. No, it's number forty five. If y'all don't know who AC Green okay. was, stop playing with me. Uh, <laughs> but but I think the Clippers don't get their just due, so they'll always be like my second, right behind the Lakers. The Lakers have my my heart all day long, all the way from the days in the Great Western Forum. Hello, you know what I'm saying? Right over there. I appreciate you being so nice to your <laughs> LA LA Clippers because. <laughs> That was very nice of you. <laughs> Listen, you know, when you don't get, you got a beautiful stadium. You got some people on your team and it you just yeah, they, they sure. it's it's the train <laughs> that know? just keeps on chugging. You know what I'm saying? We, we gonna thank we God gonna the other stable Hey big brother, can I borrow your room for a little bit? <laughs> An hour or two. I ain't gonna mess it up. I promise. You won't even know I was here. Really, we'll clean you. it up. At <laughs> we, we got. I got you. Love right. you. Bye. <laughs> Love you like a play cousin. Okay. So. Uh... <laughs> well, I have one last question for you, darling. Yes. Um. <laughs> We always ask, we always ask everybody this question that come on our show, and we we love food down here. Mm. You know what I'm saying me and Thick Eye Bandit can never seem to agree on this, but one particular subject: <laughs> hot sausage versus shrimp. Now down here, if you don't know what a hot sausage sandwich is, it's a patty that you can get from only down in New Orleans mm-hmm. or in the New Orleans area. Not too many other places. It's a sausage patty. Just it looks just like uh, a hamburger patty, but it's a little spicy. It's okay. orange. Got a little spice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got a little pinch on it. it. It's orange. <laughs> it's orange. Just what you understand. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yes. Yes, sir. Continue. And you already know shrimp. You know, but it's uh, fried, fried, fried shrimp from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fresh as mug. Yes. You know, particularly if you get it in a certain season. Right. That's the choice. Shrimp versus hot sausage. If you were to come down to New Orleans, what and which have. one? Which one would you? Okay. Pick? Which and I love the beignets. Uh, All right. I've seen the color of y'all water. Uh, no shade. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's all shade. It's brown. <laughs> I, I didn't say it. I want your fan, fans, my fans out there. I I didn't say what 
We're coming. That's why. That's why a I term said, down here it. is we get it out the mud because okay. it is real. <laughs> no lie there. There's no lies being told yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> because it's I'm real. a I'm a I'm a seafoodie, so. I'm always leaning towards any type of seafood, but in this instance, I'm going to have to lean towards the meat because I love spicy. Although hey. the way my stomach is set up now at my hey. age, it's sounds a like, small portion. Sounds like a win for Team Hot Sausage. Y'all needed one this season. Y'all been getting hey, man, wait a minute. <laughs> you've been trying to, the way wow. you've been setting up the question, right? the way you've been, he's been setting up the question purposely so we could fail. It he sounded real us suspect. No just do. You it sounded real suspect. Like, it sounded whenever, real. Whenever I, the, whenever I bring the question in, I even hype up <laughs> shrimp. And I'm not saying that I hate shrimp because I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, but I, I, I hyped opinion, up hot sausage for you. I was like, you know, it's, it's all right. Hey, we, wow. We had we recordings oh, over the past three weeks, my brother. So I just want you to know that. And most of them was shrimp. <laughs> exactly. Well, Cause see, because see, yeah, man, we got this mystery meat we eat now here called. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Mystery meat. <laughs> you see wow. What I didn't see that. Trying to sneak this as on the. I sneak, didn't see it. Come on now. Without so, without saying. Wait, I wait, hold up. Did, but did he ever put it with like government cheese? I mean, did he do? Yeah, did come he? Oh man, that's, he didn't that's, give that's, us no 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 due diligence. Nothing. Man, look, <laughs> that's that's that's. I didn't bad. say that I didn't. Right. I didn't say I don't eat it. <laughs> it sounds but it sounds real biased you sound real when you yeah. when you when you well, eat it, i do like, i mean i ain't gonna lie fuck shrimp shit. shrimp all day shit i ain't gonna lie about that <laughs> hey, look, high sizes all day but a good shrimp po' boy a good shrimp on bun I, ain't gonna lie, I, good. I had one yesterday but i had one this morning shrimp. a little high sizes this morning for breakfast you know what i'm saying La high sizes. See, get, you, get you started right you know what i'm saying oh yeah and then and then here's the thing about New Orleans. And then I'm yes. going to just be up front. Okay. You know, a lot of people brag about food. A lot of people brag about they doing it big. But mm-hmm. pound for pound, there's nobody in the world who can mess with our food. And I, no. and I would, no. I would challenge down. that. I would and I don't care if you're from Charleston. I don't care. Charleston is kind of similar to New Orleans, but nah. Yeah. No. Yeah, it ain't got Hold up. Let's be clear, I'm though. A lot of people keep saying, oh, Charleston's like, no, it's not. It's not like New no. Orleans. No. The flavor is it's what you put into how, how it's, it's seed. Nah, the, who did that? Who would do that? Okay. Right. You see, the thing about cooking down here is you don't measure shit. No. <laughs> you don't put a teaspoon <laughs> of this seasoning, no. a, a, a tablespoon. Nah. You put and that's that how, and that's how I you know. And we <laughs> yeah. wash our damn chicken. Mm. Shit. Right. Wash yeah, your chicken. Please right wash your chicken. Yeah. Uh, Please. <laughs> it's tired of seeing home. people talk about that. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. uh, let me let me ask you a question, uh, Darlene. Yes. Uh, on your trip to New Orleans when you were down here, yes. what would say some of your highlights was uh, being down here in the Crescent City? Um. So I went to the French Quarters. Um the first day that I got down there and I was absolutely enthralled with how thick the ladies were. I said, they're eating <laughs> oh, down here. These women are eating. No, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't nobody my size and under. I, 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 no, and I'm just, I'm just saying that's because who I am. I just, I just was looking at all the different array of people, but it was the thickness of the book. I was like, they're not playing with these beignets down here. Okay. So, <laughs> Um, 
but I but I did discover this sandwich that I've been like anybody that has ever tried to come through there, they got to get this sandwich. And I don't know if you guys know where it is. Um, it's in the grocery store. I have to, I would have to pull it up on my, uh, my phone, but, um, it has olives in it. And Oh, you talk about a muffalata. There you go. <laughs> that sandwich brought a new existence to my, my entire, uh, the olive spread, gotcha. my viewpoint. Oh <laughs> my God. I was like, what can I get? One now and then one to go. Like I was that deep in it. Yeah, the muffaladas. The muffaladas. Yeah. yeah, that's one. Yeah. That I'll say that's one that's not that doesn't get talked about a lot. It's that's a good one too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what? But what I did was well. Once we went to the city and the food is, is I think I'm sure I gained at least ten pounds. I, I no, no bullshit. <laughs> yeah, you've been but, <laughs> Yeah. And and then and I could have yeah, the yeah. alcohol on the street. And walk and do different shops and sip and just oh yeah, it was See, that's the that's the beauty, right? Yeah. Drive through no, shops. Yeah, we man, encourage drinking and driving. We yeah. encourage you be you know, just get fucked up. Like yeah. we encourage that, you know. Because there ain't a lot, a lot of fast driving, no way. And then it's just no. this whole no. yeah. Uh, just it's it's in the air and the atmosphere, just kind of just Glad just that cruising that. type of thing. Yeah, because I went outside yeah. the city because I wanted to see different wards and stuff like that, and I just. I was like, my people. Hi, guys. People, if y'all Ooh. have never been to New Orleans and y'all come down here, don't be in a rush. Please no. don't. <laughs> don't no. be in a rush to get anywhere. Take Potholes your time. gonna fuck your car, number one. Take, <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> number one. Especially if Please it's your car attention. that you drive down here. Right. Pay attention to they the signs because if you, you might get off a certain exit that you didn't plan on. You don't have to do that loop around, come back around, <laughs> go back up. It's okay though. You, How were you I, with a lot of the names? Enjoy the experience. <laughs> How were you with a lot of the street names? I wish I had had a guy because I want to make sure that I could pronounce certain words. <laughs> I didn't want to be disrespectful. So, yeah. Well, and I don't have that draw that y'all got in all ones. Like, I don't have that and I'm not from there. The so, GPS I don't definitely don't know how to say it either. Yeah. Do, do we have a, a heavy accent to you? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A I, lot of it's, it, if you if you're because I've been like all across the country, so mm-hmm. I can kind of di- kind of know that you're from that region. Like when I first met Benny, I I kind of knew, but I didn't until he really started talking. I was like, oh. Make him say I baby. <laughs> <laughs> Is Master P on? I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 but I loved it. I can't wait to come back down there. And yes, I did go through a couple of graveyards, which I had to. I wanted to pay respect, but also just um, to see what it was really kind of like. And I did want to visit um, the Ninth Ward, and but I didn't get a chance to do that just to pay my respects to. So when you come back, but I'll be, yeah, I will be doing just that. That's what's up. We definitely got to have you to come down to the to HQ, you know what I'm saying, and, and come in person and, and give another interview. We come down, it'll be after the release of this one, and then maybe even the next audio book coming down the line, because I know you got some more projects yes. coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't you tell everybody how they can find you, your books, and all your information on Darlene Burns. All right. So the first place we'll, we'll go to is social media. So I am on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. 
I am also on Facebook. Uh, for those that's still going in on that raggedy, I'm still there. As of as of today, it's called Facebook. We don't know what it's called. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I believe I'm on TikTok. I don't. I don't. I'm not active on TikTok, so. You might find me there in a minute, but I'm not currently on there. But uh, yes, and on um, you can uh, go to my website, which is darlingbetheauthor.com. Um, you can find different um, information on me, where I've been, and how to purchase my books, which are available on Amazon and also Barnes and Nobles in uh, paperback and ebook form, and soon to be audio. That's right. That's right. Uh-oh. So make sure y'all right? take a look. By the time y'all hear this episode, it will be available. So make sure y'all go get the audio book. Go check it out on Audible. So uh, thank you again, Darlene, for coming on. Um, the Vampire Queen, you know what I'm saying? Vampire <laughs> Plague series, you know what I'm saying? Happy Halloween to you. I know this is your time of the year. You love this time of Man. the year. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, for myself, Mr. Headquarters, Thick Eye Bandit, thanks again, Darlene Burns, on this special feature edition, yes. Halloween yes. edition. Thank you so much for having me. I had a ball. This was, uh, yeah, we got to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> and talk about that football team, y'all. But I'm not, hey, I'm, hey, I'm hey, going hey, with hey, that. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> the motherfucking pot. <laughs> okay, look, come, come, come on with it. What up, crew members? The motherfucking pot is presented by double hq hustle headquarters and sponsored by culture crew luxury for the culture and visit our website become a crew member become a patron and sign up for exclusive content merch and more go to themfnpod.com that's the motherfucking pod.com it's the motherfucking pod